Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. We're going to dive right in with being humble, open, and transparent today. (laughs) Um, I feel honestly in this world of social media that we are constantly, you know, shown everyone's highlights, including ourselves, including me. I am constantly showing the highlights. I'm constantly showing the great, the perfect picture, or maybe not the perfect picture, but the best picture out of all 27 that we took, or, you know, just showing the little funny moments, not really showing the, and it doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but the bloopers, you know what I'm saying? We, we tend to, to give off the, the portrayal of what we want people to see. I'm not saying that we do it and I'm using the word we a lot. Because I'm being very general right now in regards to, I think a lot of people do this. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, but just speaking for myself, I have a tendency of just, you know, putting up the pictures of not necessarily of what I'm trying to portray my family to be and saying that my family is not. Like, of course, we do have our great moments, but there are also moments that are not so great. There are those moments that is more of a 10% day you know, and it you on those 10% days, you don't feel like taking out a camera and recording or taking a picture of the moment to post to be like, hey, this is real. I mean, sometimes you may go through your, your photos um, and you'll see some of the bloopers that you took that day. And you're like, you know what, I'm going to post this blooper today because it's something that was already taken. But it was taken in a moment of where you were trying to capture a great picture. But it didn't come out right. It's just like when they're recording a film. People mess up. They forget their lines. But it's still being recorded, right? Because the intention is, is that, okay, this is going to be a perfect take. And then in that perfect take, there's a mess up. So the camera was on to capture it. And then you have the decision to say whether or not you're actually going to show that. It'd be like, hey, y'all saw the movie. It was great, right? But let's show you what happened behind the scenes. You want to know how many takes it took to actually get that perfect moment? You know, and there's moments where we're choosing to say, hey, I'm going to share this because it, it was captured on camera. But I don't think there's any of us and there could be you know people out there I don't know but generally speaking I don't think there's many people that in the moment of going through something they have the camera on to capture it I mean there there are some times where like right now when you get ready to share something that you know is not going to necessarily be a highlight but you have the intention to go ahead and portray it and and let other people know like hey, everything is not all perfect all the time over here as my Instagram feed or my Facebook feed or my whatever, you know, that my feed shows. It's not always perfect. So I want to let y'all know so that you are reminded that I am human and that I do make mistakes. I am flawed and I go through things. I especially feel the need to, to do that sometimes because I was talking to a friend the other day and, um, She said something to me that I have heard before, you know, about like, oh, you know, you not necessarily that I have it together or anything like that (laughs) because I don't. Um, But more so that because of how I present myself, that I am like holy ish. (laughs) 
and, and I say that with laughter because I don't want it to seem like I took an offense to it because I did not at all. I, it was not offensive, but I it was a reminder to me that, you know, because of how I portray myself, um, because of the fact that I am always going back to the word, um, I try to utilize it to to be my my reminder, which is what we're all supposed to do. Um, on how we're supposed to live our life and so it's just like I understand that you know I am I am at a certain place in my faith and this is one of the things that I was I was sharing with her and talking to her about I was saying that I have come to a place in my faith where I have made the decision it's either I'm a believer or I'm not you know what I'm saying like at the end of the day that's what it comes down to for me I'm either going to believe this word that I I read daily or <laughs> this word that has been left with me, this word that I say is my foundation is either I'm a believe it or I'm not. And when I say that, that's not to say that there aren't times that I still struggle. There aren't times that I still feel disappointed or rejection or feel like a failure or feel like a, a not enough or feel like I like this this is just not working like Lord where are you I'm not saying that I don't have those moments because I do at the same time in those moments what pulls me out is the fact that I still have faith to believe Lord okay your word says that you um work all things together for my good this doesn't feel or look good but I'm not going to trust how I feel because your word also tells me that feelings are temporal. So I know that in this moment, because this is what I am currently in my current situation, my current feeling is this, my current feeling is that. And I know that once I move past this situation, this circumstance or this season in my life, I'm not going to feel like that anymore. And so because I know that this feeling, although valid, although very much real for me in this moment, I'm not going to trust what I feel because I know I'm not going to feel this way always. So I'm going to trust what your word says because your your word is everlasting. Your word is true. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word is what is life and it's life-giving. So therefore, I'm going to choose to believe that and not believe how I feel. So even though in this moment it doesn't feel or look good, I'm going to trust that it's good and that it's working for my good. And so I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else out there, but that's kind of where I am. So I say that to just preference this whole conversation today because I have my blooper moments. I have blooper moments all the time. Unfortunately, you guys don't get to see that except for when I choose to share it on the podcast. Or like I said, if it happened to have gotten captured in a picture or captured in a recording or something and I have it in my phone, then yeah, I can go ahead and share it on, on Instagram or something to show people like, hey, I go through stuff too. And when I go through stuff, this is how I deal with it. So with that being said, I wanted to share with you guys that earlier this month, I was let go from my job. It was a very disappointing and um, devastating uh, moment for me because it was completely unexpected. And I know some people may be saying, well, when do you expect 
to, you know, be terminated from your job. I think some people, they see when it's coming. Either they are on the verge of, of wanting to quit or they know it's coming because it's just not working out. Um, that wasn't the situation for me. First of all, with this particular job, it was what I would call very close to a dream job because it was something that I had been praying for um, prior to uh my last job, the one that I just lost earlier this month, uh, where I was working um, for the in the institution that I was working for prior, it, it was great. Things were fine there. But I was getting to a place where I was just like, you know, with first of all, I'm not even going to lie. After being in the pandemic for two years and being at home, yes, I did get comfortable working from home. And my previous job, they were ready to have us head back into the office. Now, it was more in a hybrid mode. Uh, I would only be working in the office three days a week and would be, still be able to be home um, two days a week. But for, the, you know, you longtime listeners, you know that my, my son, um, he he does acting. And, you know, as a child actor, there are some times where he may be on set or on film out of town. And, you know, between Anthony and myself, we both want to be there for him and be a part of those experiences. So, you know, depending on the schedule, we'll determine who gets to go with him. Well, with having to return back to the office, I would be able to do that less because of the fact that that would actually require me to take time off of my job to go. So I started looking for something that was fully remote. I may have shared this with you guys before. I'm not sure, but I'm sharing it again because it's relevant for this conversation. <laughs> so anyways, um, I, I did find something that was fully remote, but I was also looking for something that was going to take on more leadership. I have been um, in higher education as a, an advisor, whether it was an academic advisor, program advisor, admissions advisor, re-entry advisor, what have you, I have done it all um, over the past 10 years. And so for me, I was just like, advising is not what I necessarily want to do for my life. Like that is not what I want to retire from. I, you know, do see myself moving up in a leadership position because of the experience that I had. I feel like I could, you know, pass that information on or help train other advisors, what what have you. It, I just felt that it was time to level up, okay? Um, so I was looking for something that was going to allow me to grow professionally but also be fully remote so that regardless, I could still do my job whether it, I was home or if I was on the road. And so I did find something like that, and it was great. The, the mission of the institution was great. It was, it was really along the lines of what I was already doing at my prior institution and everything. And so I took it. And um, long story short, I, the day that I was let go, it, it was such disbelief because what was explained to me um, was that it had nothing to do with my skills or my expertise. It was just that they evaluated the position and they realized that in the direction that they wanted to go with the institution, that, you know, that position wasn't it. And so they were eliminating the position. I mean, I don't work in HR, <laughs> um, but I understand, you know, trying to make something not as a heavy blow for somebody. And I say that just to me, like, maybe these are the words that were being said. So it's just like, hey, we don't want you to feel bad. It's not you. It's us. It's us. And it was said that, you know, we we realize what it is that we need for this position. And and this isn't it. 
And so um, I will I will admit one of the, the biggest things that was hard for me to hear that is because I knew that what I was doing was not necessarily what I had applied for, that it was more intense than that. It was more um, of it. It was more of a life coaching or coaching type position than an advisor position. And for all my advisors out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and so I had, you know, brought it up to my director um, and had mentioned it to the, you know, the chief of staff and operations and everything that I would like for us to discuss this job description, not because I felt cheated or slanted or anything like that. It was more so because I really wanted to understand what are y'all expectations? What are you looking for? And how can, you know, we really mold this position into that so that as the institution grows and we hire more advisors, that those future applicants know exactly what it is that they are signing up for and what is going to be expected of them. So to not have that opportunity to really discuss that and to then be told, well, we discussed it on our own and we this is what we've decided to do. Thank you for your services. It was a bit shocking. Um, and I did have my moments of going through all the feels. I went through all the feels, the disappointment, the the hurt, uh, the betrayal, the like all the stuff. And, you know, thankfully, <laughs> I had my therapist to help me work through these um, these feelings because she had me bring it back to, OK, what are the thoughts behind each of these feelings? You know, and now that we understand the thoughts behind it what is in your control Hannah what can you change what can you do so I I said all of that um more so to move to this part of the conversation in regards to fast forwarding into a, a few days ago <laughs> um I am you know if for those of you who may be on LinkedIn or whatever when there's a post or something if you have your notifications turned on uh you get an email and so um, I got, you know, I get the regular emails or whatever from from LinkedIn and so on and so forth. And of course, because I am still following, I guess, or connected because I didn't change anything other than the fact that I'm not working there anymore um, on my LinkedIn with my my former job. And so um, normally when I get these these emails, I just delete them. It's just like, OK, whatever. But this particular day, I saw that my former employer had made a post and I clicked it to read it. And basically, I read that they had hired, quote unquote, my replacement. Um, they changed the title of the position. Uh, it's not referred to as an advisor anymore. It does have coach inside of the title now. Um, but the things that they said that this person would be doing, it didn't seem very different from what I was doing um and then there was a little catchphrase that I know that is a part of their their core values that they put down there and they said that this person is prepared to do that and I got bothered y'all I'm not even gonna lie I got bothered I got in my feelings I was just like ah, oh, okay <laughs> and I shared I was having a vulnerable moment and I shared with Anthony that I was in my feelings and I was like, so it was my skills. It did have something to do with my skills. It did have something to do with my expertise because obviously, I mean, they saying that this person prepared to do it. In other words, Hannah, you weren't. And so I got in my feels and I, I immediately went to a place of like, 
negativity or putting myself down thinking okay I'm not skilled I'm not qualified I'm not enough like the whole nine yards and so then Anthony says to me he was like well Hannah maybe it really wasn't about your skills but more your will Ooh, ouch okay I had to push pause and chew on that for a minute because I was just like wait what and so I chewed on that for the rest of the night that I ended up going to to sleep, still chewing on it and woke up the next day still thinking about it. Now, by the next day that I woke up still bothered by the post, I was just like, Lord, OK, I don't want to be bothered. I, I mean, and I get it, y'all. You're like, well, Hannah, it just recently happened. You're still processing your feelings and so on and so forth. Yes. But there's a point, I think, for all of us where we just make the decision that it's like okay enough is enough I think I have kind of dealt with the feelings with this whole situation and it's time to move on some people come to that rationale themselves while others they continue to be bothered they continue to sit in in their feelings and that's okay you know whether you move out of it quicker whether you take a longer time it's okay because that's your business right and, and not only is that your business, but we are all in different places of our life. The Bible says that we all have our own measure of faith. So wherever your faith is, that's how that's how long you're going to allow yourself to stay in that that moment, because it really takes your faith and that resolve that you have in your faith to help you move past a thing and be like, you know what? This was for my good. I, it doesn't feel good and I, it doesn't look good, but it was for my good. And so because I believe that I'm going to move past this now and just wait to see the goodness of the Lord. Right. So for me, I woke up that morning and because I was still bothered, I was like, all right, enough is enough. I do not want to become so bothered just by a post like, Lord, what is going on? Holy Spirit, help me manage my emotions. Help me get to the root of this thing. Why am I so bothered right now by this post? And I had to really sit with myself for a moment and just really listen for for God's, you know, revelation to me to explain why. And so as I sat there and was really thinking like, OK, why am I bothered by this? What is OK? What's the thought process behind these feelings? Don't so on and so forth. I got to the resolve that I felt overlooked. Because I had asked for a thing and that wasn't given to me. And instead, it was done without me and a decision was made. And so it made me feel overlooked. And in feeling overlooked, that bothered me because it was like I spoke up. You, we're always told that we should speak up for what we want. We should speak up for what, what we're in need of. And, you know, here it was I spoke up and it wasn't given to me. So I felt overlooked. And in feeling overlooked... It made me go to through all these other thoughts of feeling like I'm just not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, that is where that thought process went. And so I was like, OK, I got uh, at least in that moment, I was like, OK, I got a breakthrough. I understand why I'm bothered. I felt overlooked. OK, Hannah. And it's so interesting that that is the 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 revelation that I got in that moment, because just this past Sunday, uh, um, another minister was speaking at church and his his message wasn't called overlook but in the message he said that for those of you who have felt overlooked know that God is looking you over I was like oh that's a word you know so for me when I got to that resolve the other morning that I felt overlooked I was reminded of the word that was just said on Sunday 
even though you feel overlooked, know that God is looking you over. God is seeing you. God sees you. So you're okay. So, um, you know, I go on my, um, Anthony and I, we, we work out together every morning, whether it's, you know, going to the gym or go for a walk. And so that morning we went for our walk and I was sharing with him, you know, how, I was processing everything and how I chewed on what he said to me and, you know, so on and so forth. Because for me, I was like, all right, I get the whole will part. And I was like, but it's not like I wasn't willing. It was. And and that was the thing. It's not that I wasn't willing, but I did have to be honest with myself. Hannah, you you were willing to do what they were asking you to do, but you didn't want to do it. You know, and so for me, it was like, yeah, I could be honest and say that I, uh, you know, I I was willing, but I did not want to because it's not where I wanted to go with my career, you know, um, and and it's and, and advisors, I think, will understand more with what I'm saying, because when you're dealing in higher education, you essentially are dealing with adults. And I do understand that everybody is at a different level, um, especially those who may have struggled a little bit more in school. But for me, you know, there's different approaches to advising as well. And and for me, the core of my um, advising and the foundation is developmental. At the end of the day, I want you to develop as an individual, not just in school, but like for me personally, like even doing this, this podcast, it's all about growth. I have grown from the first time I did a fir- my first episode on this podcast till now. I have grown and I hope that, you know, my listeners out there have grown with me because if you're not growing, then you're not living. And if you're not living, you are the walking dead. And I have said that before and I will continue to say that. So for me, the core of my advising, the core of my, you know, um, uh, you know, just inspiring and encouraging other people is to see you develop, to see you evolve, to continue to become like, that's my thing. And so, and I shared that in my interview. So like they should know. And I mean, and that's probably what they wanted to, but they wanted a little bit more because I do understand that some people need a little bit more handholding than others. But I'm at this place in my life right now where, and I think this is why the shift needed to occur because it's more than me just advising or or coaching or supporting somebody along their scholastic journey. Because my thing is, is that life happens when you trying to make things happen, whether it is you trying to make things happen in school, you're trying to make things happen on your job, you're trying to make things happen with your business, whatever it is that you have going on, life happens and life throws you curveballs and life throws you, you know, moments where you're going into the valley when you're trying to get back up to the mountaintop. And in those moments, it's not just about throwing money at you. It's not just about saying to get this, but it's about the fact that you, you need something that's going to be fulfilling. You need something that's going to really encourage you and remind you that you can do this. And for me, that's the word of God. Like I really live my life by that. Like I said, I have come to this resolve in my life now where it's either I'm a believe or I'm not. So for me personally, I can't, I don't want to stay in this place of just feeling all the time because at the end of the day, I know that they're temporal. I feel this in the moment, but I'm not going to feel this later. 
And so I can't trust what I'm feeling right now because my feelings are based off of the circumstance I'm in and how this circumstance is causing me to think. And so because of what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling. So I got to change my thought. That's why the word tells you that you got to renew your mind. Daily, we have to have our minds renewed. Daily, we have to focus on what's above and not beneath because of the fact that it starts in our mind. The battlefield is in our mind. The enemy tries to attack our mind. It tries to fill our head with these negative thoughts. So then we feel all the things. And then your feelings, if they cannot be like based off of fact, off of your five senses, is this true? Then you are really in a state of confusion because it's like, this is how I feel, but this ain't real. So you got to bring yourself back. And so for me, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I had to be honest with myself that, yeah, I was willing to do what was being asked, what was being required. Cause I mean, I was being compensated for it. So like, why not? Yeah. I'm gonna do what y'all asking me to do. You compensated me. But is it what I want to do? It's it's not. And I feel like that that could have been felt. So anyways, um, I'm talking to Anthony about this and just telling him like, yeah, I realized I felt like I was overlooked and da, da, da. And so then Anthony, you know, he continues to to, you know, God is continuing to use him to hold me accountable. And I'm just like, OK. And he gave me more to chew on. And so as we were talking, Anthony said he was like, you know, Hannah, sometimes you know, you're in a different season of your life where in this season, it's time for you to just really learn something. And then there's there's seasons where, you know, you're supposed to be the leader and you're delegating, you're doing all the things. And and on top of that, he was also saying he was like, you know, some people are just different. You know, for me, I was looking for some answers because I am a I'm a clarifier. I am a person who it needs to make sense for me to be able to do a thing. Um, I think that's the more analytical side of me. But what Anthony was saying, he was like, you know, for you, you needed things to to make sense for you. Um, you needed to get these questions answered about the job and da 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 da. And they were looking for somebody who was just going to run with it. Right. And he was like, and, and that's OK. He was just like, you know, in that moment, you needed just a little bit more guidance um, for you to run with it versus what they wanted to do in that moment. And, you know, he continued to say that and I, he thinks that for me, it's just that I didn't have enough time because. I was only there for about six months. He was like, I don't think that you had enough time for them to really see, you know, the type of advisor that you are or to really see your work ethic. And I had to stop and chew on that, y'all. I had to really chew on that for a moment because I was like, wait, it's not like I was just there for a month or two. I was there for six months. And if you don't know the type of person that I am in six months, then something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to really chew on that because I'm like in six months, you should know the kind of person that you're dealing with. In six months, you should know a person's work ethic. And so I I, I was really chewing on that for a minute because I've been in this game, like I said to y'all, for over 10 years. Like you talk to any of my former co-workers, my former employers, they will tell you about my work ethic. As a matter of fact, you have to give references. It was because of my references why I got hired for the position. So for me, I really chewed on that. And I was like, yo, wait a second. No, in six months, they should have known <laughs> who they had. Like, 
And in that moment, and I'm grateful for him saying that to me because in that moment, that's when I got the real revelation. It, or and I don't want to say the real revelation, but the revelation went deeper. And that's when God was speaking to me and said, Hannah, you have to accept that you are not for everybody and be okay with that. You are not for everybody. And just because you are not for everybody does not mean you are a failure. It does not mean that you are not qualified. It does not mean that you are, you know, not enough. It does not mean that you are not good at what you do. You were just not good for them. And that's okay. And that, y'all, that spoke to the people pleaser in me. That spoke to the one who always tries to make sure that, you know, everybody is good and that, you know, I'm fitting in. And I don't know if anybody else out there feels like that, but I'm just going to be humble, open and transparent and let you know that, yes, there are times where I I want to fit in. <laughs> I want to be a part. I want to be liked. I want to, you know, have everybody be okay with what I'm doing that that's the part of me that that wants to be affirmed that's the part of me that wants to know like hey you doing a good job you know what I'm saying like that that's the part of me that does that that's also the part of me that I don't like sometimes because I feel like I get so fixated it which I did in this moment I get so fixated on wanting to be liked on wanting to be you know a part that I start negative thinking and thinking that I'm not enough when I'm rejected and it's not even so much that I was rejected it was just that a decision was made hey in the in the direction that we're going what we need we realize is something different than what we're getting and unfortunately even though this doesn't feel good this is decision that we have to make because it's best for us and essentially it's best for you too Hannah because now you don't have to do something that you don't want to do. Even though we accept your willingness, even though we appreciate you being willing to do it, it's not what you really want to do. And if you're honest with yourself, that's not a good situation for you. Who really likes to be in a situation where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this because it's being required of me, but I really don't want to. Like, that's not a good situation for anybody. And you just have to be honest with that because there's some people who are in relationships where it's just like, I'm in this relationship because I don't want to hurt this person, but I'm really feeling like I don't want to be in this anymore. Or I'm working this job and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because I'm being compensated and I need a job, but this ain't really what I want to do anymore. Or I'm, I'm whatever your it is, you know, Yes, there is a willingness. You you have to have a will and a drive and a determination to get things done. And you can't always go by how you feel. But you also need to, to think about like your passion. Is this what I'm passionate about? Because if you can't really go 110% on something, you know, even though that's not necessarily your passion, then should you really be doing it? And so I wanted to share this with y'all. Because of the fact that I wanted to remind you how I was reminded earlier this week that just because you are not for everybody, that does not mean that you are not enough. It does not mean that you are not qualified. It does not mean that you are not good at what you do. It does not mean that you are not meant to still go on and do greater things. 
you're just not for everybody you're not everybody's cup of tea some people like coffee some people like water some people like juice and it's okay it's okay to not be for everybody so I hope y'all got something out of the podcast today it's always my prayer that you do please hit your girl up with your comments and your listener letters send them to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or go ahead and connect with me. Click that follow button on IG at Hannah's World 00. Love y'all. I hope you have a wonderful day. And until next time, peace out, world. <laughs>